Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. What do the most successful growing businesses have in common? They're working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. I want to talk about that lady with the, the poop in the box. The poop box lady uh, on the tangent. It's the tangent with the Fred Show. Giving you all the shit we couldn't talk about on air. So um, earlier on the show, we talked about, well, we talked about a lot of things today. We talked about llama antibodies, how apparently they figured out that llama antibodies were effective against SARS and MERS coronaviruses. Who knew? Who knew that a llama could lick your face and, and uh, I guess, what protect you from the coronavirus? Leave the llamas alone, please. It's just a, you, do you realize someone's, li- someone's job in life, someone's mission in life is to study every aspect of a llama? Like, that's what they do. They study every aspect of a llama and the antibodies and the cells. I mean, there are people out there whose job it is to, like, extract. Well, I mean, I don't know, but someone knows a lot a lot about this. Someone's like an expert just like in this. A scientist and you explore all kinds of shit. And but I don't think that's true. I think you like I, I wanna st- I would think you have like areas of discipline. Like of Only of- llamas? Maybe farm animals? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not I mean if you're I'm a scientist, sure. you're not out here like, you know, uh I yeah, you're scientific. You know, shit. doing stuff with oil refineries and also over here, you know, licking llamas in the face to figure yeah. out about coronavirus or whatever. You know, this, think about it. In everything in, in the world, everything you, everything you see right here, there's an expert in it. There is someone whose job it, go to a hotel. There is someone whose job it is. This is a very like, been smoking yeah. some weed <laughs> conversation. <laughs> but think about when you go to a hotel, someone's job is to order all the art for the hotel room. Someone is in charge at Hilton yeah. of art. It's ugly, too. I, yeah. A lot of times Not it is. Not just Hilton, everywhere. A lot of times it is. Someone is in charge of the mattresses and, like, the dressers. I would love to do that. That's someone's job. Well, yeah, it's like a designer. But you go into that being, like, a designer for homes, and then you see where there's a job or a specific specialization. I don't know if that's true. There's there's different design uh, disciplines. There's, there's uh, corporate design. No, I don't think that's true. I don't think you always start with homes. Um, there are people who their whole job is only to do, it's a whole different thing. But you go to the same school, I would assume, like the same major, and then you kind of branch off, I would right. assume. Yeah. It's not like you're going to llama learning yeah. school. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I only I, ever want to look at llamas. Yeah, I right. think there are people who are experts in llamas, and that's all they do all day long is, is fuck it's with llamas. I bet it's farm animals. I bet it's a little broader. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I, I just... Yeah, you know, uh, but there's a lady who um, she uh, maybe you heard this earlier. Shelly just walked in. Uh, she sent feces and blood to her husband's ex-wife. So this is oh sorry, this is going backwards now. This is because I would have when I first read the story, I'm like, oh, the ex sent it to the n- new, new person. Yeah. No, uh-huh. it's the new person sending it to the ex. <laughs> uh, have you ever exacted 
revenge? Have any of you, are you willing to admit, Rufio? I mean, I slashed tires. Like, I, yeah. I popped tires before for, and that, mm-hmm. that wasn't for, for a friend. I, for a friend. Mm-hmm. Just, and what, did she cheat? Is that why? No, the the dude, the it was a it was a it was a girl that I was helping. Oh, and the dude cheated. Yes, correct. So you went and slashed the tires. Did right. you get caught? Uh no. no. Of course not. Of course not. Well, I mean you have been to jail, so you do yeah. get caught I mean, occasionally. There's a lot of things yeah. I haven't got caught, but yeah. 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 Paulina, revenge ever? <gasps> you know what's crazy? I don't really think I have. If anything, I probably helped a friend mm-hmm. do something. I think we oh oh, we egged a car. <laughs> We're so bad. But we egged a car. <laughs> we thought it was funny. I mean, I heard that if an egg is on a car and it's really hot, yeah, yep. bad. that's it could really bad. Ruin the paint, yeah. correct? So I helped a friend with I've that. Done some egging, yeah. Uh just, you know, fun shit like that. Uh, I'm trying to think if I've ever really if I've gotten revenge. I feel like I've had a lot of opportunities for revenge and I pass. Good for you. I know. I don't know if it's because I'm a good person. I think it's because I'm conflict averse. <laughs> Wait, what? He's scared of getting caught. Even when I stand up for myself, sometimes, like I don't know if it's in business or in, in my other hobbies or other things. If I if I have to get if I have to get you know naughty with somebody righteous, you know if I if I gotta really get in somebody's ass, then um, excuse. I usually I'll write it and then I'll even if I and, and this is when I'm justified. This isn't one of those times where like you you say something shitty to people and then you regret saying it because it was overcompensating. Like when I have a right to be upset about something, I'll usually take a stand and then I start to get like nervous about then I've I don't done that. then I don't want to confront it anymore because I don't really want the conflict. I just want the problem solved. And but you some, write out what you're going to say so you don't forget your points. Yeah. yeah. But sometimes you Whoa. really have to stand up for yourself. And sometimes, that, unfortunately, that requires being kind of a dick. And I... It's man. not a dick to stand up for yourself. It is never the wrong to stand up for yourself. More people should do it. And that's what I'm saying. It's just I tend to feel guilty after I did it because it's like, oh... Really? You know, well, that, handle it. You know, handle it maturely for sure. But you should always stand up for yourself. I didn't expect that from you. I no. always kind of seen you as somebody who did it in a like in a way that you weren't afraid of others. To be completely honest, it's not that I'm afraid. It's I don't I I fear the conflict. I don't fear the people. I fear the conflict. I just don't I don't like it. Like I'm I shocked. yeah because I, I, I know I'm right. So so I just want you to be like <laughs> you're right, and then that's the end of it. Well, you think you're right, but how do you who well, really like decides in a business situation mm. or when it comes mm. to like you know customer service or something I paid for if I oh, if I didn't okay. get, that kind of thing. It's like it's gotcha. kind of Kind of obvious. Yeah, um, always stand up for yourself. Who no, else is going to if you're not? So hard. It is so hard when you've been yeah. conditioned a certain way oh, for sure. your whole life, and then you don't really know how to set boundaries even to begin with. Like I'm 29, and I am learning how to stick up for myself. I am learning how to set boundaries. Yeah. This is really difficult. Yeah. But you're right. You absolutely will. Because if you don't, who will? Yeah, we're all learning, but it's something that we should all be working on for sure. Because that's like one of the number one things. You also got to be careful though, because. Because you want to stand up for yourself when something's wrong, but you you have to pick those battles, right? Like you have to you have to be very specific about you know when yeah. you're going to really engage someone and when you're not. Because you know it's that whole crying wolf thing. It's like if you're constantly sticking up for yourself. Oh, I don't consider you know, that. But you need to know like when is the right was, time. Air quotes. I was right. using air quotes. There. And know <laughs> when to let things go. Like if you're not going to be mad about something in a year, then I wouldn't right. quote stick up for myself on that. Right. You know. I think about like our business here, and I, there's so many aspects of this business that people don't really know about. I mean, I, and and I'm, again, I've, I'll speak for myself and say that I, it's not necessarily hard 
it's hard work to get here. It's not necessarily hard work every single day, like talking. It's hard work, but you know what I mean, like the, the I, but I mean like digging ditches. Like I don't sweat doing this. You know what I mean? It's like it's a not diff- like manual labor. It's no, a different kind of energy. Hard, you can yeah. admit that it's difficult at times, though. I think you're scared to say that or weary of saying that, but like you don't need to minimize your job ever. I just, I just don't want. Uh, there are aspects of this job that are very hard. If there's a death or you're going through a breakup and you have to come here, it's and the be energy in the air, part, though. It's, I, that's yeah. what I think. This is a very tough job. I'll yeah. be honest with you. Yeah, especially doing morning radio. Yeah, it's really hard. My wife doesn't. She thinks I don't do anything here. They think it's all good. Well, well trust your me, wife no. works very hard. So yeah. A lot, a lot of people think yeah. that. But, no, but there's so many aspects to this business, and, and there's a point to why I'm saying this. But there's there's so many aspects to this business that people don't think about. I mean, right. we have bosses. We have standards to uphold. We have. Um, you know, we, we're catering to a, an evaluation system, i.e., the ratings that that isn't necessarily fair or accurate, but yet that did, so we're playing games constantly, mm-hmm. trying to you know uh, make sure we get our due in that regard because that ultimately that's what decides how much advertisers are going to pay for mm-hmm. for advertising revenue, and then how how much we get paid if we get paid at all, you know. So and then and then we have to cater to the people who sell the advertising. We have to cater to the internal people. I mean, there's a lot of aspects of this business yeah. that people don't think about, and and. I'm not saying that I'm perfect, but as a show, I think, you know, we try really hard to cater to those folks and make sure that they're happy. You know, we want we want our advertiser, advertising partners to be happy. I think we m- many of us go the extra mile. We want the people that work here, mm-hmm. you know, to be, uh, to, for us to be easy to work with. And so I, I translate that into experiences that I have outside. And I think, would this fly at work for me? And the answer, if the answer is no, then I'll stand up for it. Like if, if, if someone's treating me the way in a way that I could never get away with here or that I shouldn't be able to get away with here with our customers, well then fuck them. Like I'll go, I'll go hard in the paint, but it doesn't mean that after I went hard in the paint that I'm, 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 I'm anxious about having to, to then deal with that person about the thing that I said, even uh, though I feel justified. I always feel guilty after I stand up for myself. That's a, yeah, you me know, too. a trauma thing or an anxiety thing for sure. But I still try to do it and I try to work through that and say, why am I feeling bad or what, you know? Well, I know the problem. Learning. Kayla, I know the problem. It's that I believe it or not, I want everyone to like me. Oh, um, yeah, that's my problem too, actually. You nailed it right on the head. I want everyone yeah. to like me. And, uh-huh. and, and I know that's hard for people to believe because I'm an introvert and I can be very dry and I don't, I don't always have a lot to say outside of this room. And I think people, some people interpret that as aloofness or arrogance or, or being mean or whatever. It's, it's not that way. It's, I'm, I'm actually a very shy person. Mm-hmm. Um, but knowing those things and knowing that those things don't always lead to people being likable. Mm-hmm. Like, I, you know, I can be likable if I'm performing. Yeah. I, and I think I'm a likable person deep down inside, but like those, there are those in-between times where I don't, I don't, have the energy left to do that mm-hmm. and, but yet I still want everyone to like me oh same and I am not for everybody but I and want the same everybody thing. to like me but same I am thing. not for everybody my opinions aren't for everybody I'm certainly same. not a middle of the road guy no, you know I have I have pretty crazy opinions about some things and, and other things and I the way that I deliver those that information is not for everybody but yet I still want everyone same. to like me and I can spot the one person in the room who doesn't Oh, the yeah. one person. There could be a room of 100 people who like me and the 101 person who doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> that's the person that I'm, I am I have to Same. really work hard and have the discipline it's to get out of my fawning. head. My mom is like, that's her big vocab word recently. Fawning? Like, fawning. Really? Yeah, you read up about fawning. It's like a thing 
that it's like a trauma response, but like when you are sucking up to the person who's like not giving you what you want for them. Oh, yeah. Read yeah, about yeah. it. That's her new hmm. favorite word because I'm a big fawner and she gets mad. I'm at also me. reading a book right now on codependency. Could oh, that be that too? Really? I think that's it. That's, too, maybe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> big codependency. Big she one. loves that word too. When yeah. I was literally in kindergarten, I'd be like, You're being codependent. Yeah. My mom would like use that. Stop. <laughs> like, I, I want that to be my kid. Like, literally, <laughs> like, I didn't know what it meant, but I was like telling people that. I kind of so. hate it when people do this, but you know, we were we were joking before about how Shelly and I used to take our walks in Lincoln Park or wherever. <laughs> oh my gosh! Um, and I hate when people do this because it, it it's not always true. But I feel like you and I have a lot in common in that yes, regard. Absolutely. In that, um, you know, we use this energy. We all do, but I mean, I, I guess it's a part of you that I. I misread when I met you as a competitor. Mm-hmm. I thought you were sort of cold and aloof because... Oh, really? No, just because there it was just sort of weird interaction. And I thought that was competitive. I thought that was just because oh, we were we were on different teams. And then as soon as I got to know you, you came over here. And I think, you know, because I, I really wanted you to work here. And I, I think we embrace one another, you know, as friends. Because it's always a weird time when somebody new starts and people are uncertain, especially when they're a competitor. And, and, and you know, we, we used to fight you guys hard. And so I think when you first, and even Rufio was, you said something shitty to her when she first oh, walked in the room. I, I did? Cried. Yes. I probably cried. Out of, yes. out of, oh, out of it pride. Was it was out of pocket. Well, it, it, it was. It was what? home cried, went to It was something like, how do you feel yeah. being on a winning team? Or something like right when she walked in. You weren't necessarily wrong in that moment, but it was like, and I know, I I know you, so it wouldn't, it didn't, it wouldn't have phased me. But, but I remember you, you said it, and this is the first time she'd walked in a room and like our consultant was there and our bosses were there, and she was like introduced to the team, and then here comes Rufio going like, basically like, yeah. Welcome to the welcome to the yeah. winning team. Yeah. Or something. And I like probably that. laughed and smiled yeah. and laughed and cried. Yeah, that's probably I what I did. You. And I on that we all know you, so we know that's your your personality. Right. But she didn't, well, and I just remember being like, "Oh God." Yeah, you know. But truthfully, like when I first and that's why I appreciate our friendship because I think of a lot of like I've worked with a lot of people in radio, and I have found a hard time finding people who are like me, who are super introvert. Most radio people are super outgoing and they want to be center of attention and they're very extroverted. (laughs) No, that's my least favorite part of the, my least favorite part of the job is being the center of attention. Me too. And so that's, so that's, (laughs) (laughs) me, 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 me. I know. So this is what (laughs) I'm saying. So like, that's why to meet you, I was very appreciative that like, and I think that's why we connected initially when I worked here because I was like, whoa, somebody's like me in the radio business. That's interesting. I would have never expected that from you, Shelly, or your friend. Like knowing really? you guys, listening to you guys for a while before I even got this job. Like mm-hmm. I never, I thought everybody in radio was like, yeah, like a party, yeah. like meet me out the clubs yeah. every yes. night. And when yeah, I used to intern me. for you, Shelly, yeah. uh, the other place when mm-hmm. I was in college, I remember I was so confused as to why you guys weren't going out every night. I was like, <laughs> they're so fucking lame. <laughs> but like I get it now. Yeah. Well, that's why there are so many aspects of, of morning radio that I I am so grateful for, and and I guess you know. Maybe over time you sort of earn the right to, to, you know, or people give you the opportunity to actually be yourself. But, you know, in other aspects of the business, like if you're uh, talking between songs or if, you know, other, other sort of presentations of this job, you have to sort of be this persona. And I'm not saying that there isn't an aspect of me that's a little more animated for the radio and the stories are a little bit embellished and a little bit better. But I think we're all pretty genuine and honest. And, and in being so, like I can say 
these things on the radio. I can say to our fans, uh, I don't think I'm cool and and I'm shy and and uh, you know you you can actually talk about your weaknesses and people embrace that. And it's sort of counterintuitive to what you're taught when you first start in the business, which yeah. is you better you better portray the image mm-hmm. that you're cool as shit. That's yeah. true. And the thing is, I'm not, and people would see right through that if I tried. Uh, so that's one part of this part of the business of doing morning radio that I'm so grateful for is that, you know, you can come in here and talk about whatever is really going on, um, or however you really feel about yourself and you get rewarded for that. Mm -hmm. Um, and and there are guys who don't get that by the way, and I'm not criticizing anybody, you know, do you, but there are folks who still are trying to portray an image of something that they are not and, and you can see right through it. But I did feel like I had to do that at first. Like I felt like I couldn't, I could not. I don't think be as introverted as I am now when I first started because you are required to do certain gigs and go out and do club things or like whatever. Mm -hmm. So I was in a way putting it on. It was me, but I I did have, it does require a lot of extra energy. Mm -hmm. Well, I can't go to an appearance or or see uh, someone who listens to us and and go and hide in the corner. Like I can't do that either. So I do have to, you you know, you still have to put yourself out there. But I guess what I'm saying is people who listen to us already know that about me. And it's sort of funny when they meet me, it's like they already sort of... I don't know. It's like they know they'll say something to me like, oh, I don't know, something to the effect of. Well, you've you, been you, on for so long. It's kind of like a luxury, right? Like you can do that. Now that's what I'm saying out, is right. you get to act, you know, which is nice. I'm sure you earn you know? the, the listeners. Our fans have given us the right, right. over time, over time to actually be who we really are. Right. And and then I, I feel like the more that we've all been able to do that, the more successful we've become. Oh, yeah. And and doing that requires real. requires exposing things that aren't even that desirable. Mm-hmm. Um, it's sort of an interesting thing. You kind of have to fake it till you make it, and then once you made it, you get to be who you really are. It's it's really weird. But I will say, to Kaylin's point, I've had those days where like it is real, like you go through a breakup, and then you have to do morning radio the oh next my day. God, that the is hardest. the worst. I'm yeah. sorry, I just, that is the worst. Yeah. Oh, I've been so there much. too. Yeah. yeah, sure. Death, oh, anything like hard. crying in between yeah. breaks. It's you're just, just like, ah! Oh, it's hard. Because you can only talk about it for a little bit because then you're a downer if you talk about it right. the entire day. Right. So the energy that that requires <laughs> to act like you're fine when you're yeah. not, I think that is the most That's difficult hard. thing. Yeah. And maybe it's just, uh, uh, believe it or not, a little bit of humility. It's, it's not... I don't mean to offend anyone in the room or anyone in the business who's listening who thinks that the job is hard. I'm not... It's... <sighs> It's not that it's not hard. I just don't want to be the guy on the radio, no, you know, I know who's who's saying that I'm out here, you know, uh, that, that we're out here, you know, digging ditches and building infrastructure no, and changing the world and saving lives. You know, we're not. But I will say it requires, I think different things require different skill yeah. sets, right? So like for that us, is this isn't that hard, but like for somebody who maybe does sure. is a construction sure. or whatever, this right. would be really hard. Right. So like, it's just, it's well, yeah. the job is yeah. perks and then downfalls, you know. Sorry to interrupt you. Yeah. There are well, other jobs that I think you just... You just know they're hard, like a doctor. You know that's yeah. a long road. Oh, yeah. You know you have to be smart. Oh, yeah. You know that's difficult. Um, you know, guys building buildings and lifting shit. You right. know, you know mm-hmm. that's hard yeah. work. Like oh, you know. Yeah. And I think that because people don't necessarily know what goes into this, and all they do is hear us talking, and they don't know the road that it requires to get there. They don't know how many times people tell you to fuck off and that you suck. When you, you know, come to work and you have an hour of sleep, you know. You know, they I don't mean, know that you know someone just passed away, or that you or, or that you were dumped, or that you're sick, or whatever. Yeah. They don't care and they don't have to mm-hmm. because no. they're the customers and they're yeah. here for the product and we have to deliver the yeah. product and that's our job. That's the hard part, but that's tough for some people to, to Oh yeah, quantify. and I don't want sympathy. That's just yeah. what I think is it takes a lot of energy for me. Like you guys being extroverted takes energy. Like it takes energy yeah. for me to like pretend like things are okay when, you know, we're here every day. So obviously we're going to go through life stuff, but I also realize that we are very lucky that our yeah. job is 
essentially being ourselves at yeah. this point yeah. now, yeah. which I know I'm lucky for sure. I'm grateful. Absolutely. It, it's also tough because like when we're on the air, or on the radio, we're having fun. We sound like we're having fun mm-hmm. and, and people are just like, you just go to work to have fun. Like that's right. that's all you do. You talk and have fun and laugh. And I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, but there's a lot of things that go into how we get to having just that fun. Like yeah. we're just right. bullshitting. <laughs> exactly. Which is crazy. That's yeah. 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 Well, and and there have been times in my career where I wasn't having any fun, and people say you guys must have a real blast every day, and it's <laughs> I like, know. It's like no, my fucking actually, life sucks yeah. right. Um, <laughs> right now. But I can honestly say, you're not it, just like you spend every day with anybody. Not every day is everyone loves each other the same, no. you know, the most, or li- maybe it's not love, it's like. But I can honestly say it just so happens that we are a room of people that. That have chemistry and that mm-hmm. and that tend it just it just works right. Um, you know it's it's kind of crazy we're in lucky that way about too. Yeah, because there are a lot of shows I know that don't know. get along. Most very shows, well. most shows, and that's a why when people shows. are like, uh, I don't, I don't think I can think of a show off the top of my head where there's not at least one major dysfunction between a couple of members. Really? Um, but I I also think that's the reason why. These shows work, right? Um, and I think people should lean into that as opposed to you know. I'm not saying go on the air and fight, but like the the, the differences and the sort of I don't know um, uh, underlying tension that exists sometimes between people is what makes things a little bit more interesting. If everyone loved each other and everyone agreed with everything that everybody said, if we were all exactly the same and like minded, I'd like that. <laughs> I know. Right? Nobody would listen to that, though. Right. I agree. Would like that. Yeah. Right. Um, but yeah, but but if you think about it, like that's what makes this job so interesting too. Is like we spend so much time together, so like, much, and we and know too much. Yeah. You know so much, and you spend so much time together. That inevitably, there are going to be people who don't get along. Because imagine, you know, if you go into like an office job or whatever, you see those people every day. But I don't think the level of knowingness about each other is mm-hmm. the same. Right. So that will will create, you know, tension and conflict. If you think, think of any relationship, yeah. I think the good shows are the ones that have like a basis of love for each other and they, you know, because I don't think there are any that like don't argue or bicker or get on each other's mm-hmm. n- nerves right. or disagree, but I think the shows that have figured out a way to like above all else care for each other yeah. and like once you fight, you leave it there. I think those are the most successful shows because I think there are some shows that people just straight up, there's no love for it. You know what I mean? No. So it's like, if there's a basis of love, then it makes bickering or fighting or disagreeing a lot easier because you can let it go Correct. after you have it out. Well, and I don't think anybody in this room thrives on 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 drama. You mm. know, I don't think anybody here really wants to walk no. out of here and be pissed off. No. And so, and because <laughs> of that, combined with the trust, then, you know, this team, we can walk out of the room and leave the performance aspect or the improv aspect right here. Because again, there are times when I'll take a stance that I don't necessarily believe 100% in because because it's, I don't know, to make things interesting. I'm not going to do that at the expense of my character. But I'll, you know, you guys will fuck with me and I'll fuck with you on certain stances on stuff just to get a a reaction because that's Mm -hmm. funny. But uh, at the end of the day, we walk out of here and then, yeah, this guy's famous for it. But then we walk out of the room (laughs) and it's like, you know, we're not, we're not harboring that Right. Sort of whatever no. that bit was I'm too or tired whatever. And yeah. Too grown to care. Once I leave this building, I am like, I got other stuff going on. Thank God. Amen. Takes yeah. a while to get there, but I think that's oh, part yeah. of my problem is I go home and I don't have I have to create things. <laughs> <laughs> I have to like invent things. You're just you know. it all the time. <laughs> well, a couple times a day. But I mean I'm I'm just happy I have that drive still. I'm forty years old. I mean uh, no, someday you're gonna have to give me some testosterone. Like, you know, Jack me up with that to, just to get it up. 
You know, I'm excited that I still get a tingle sometimes. It's good. Um, I see the eugenics commercial with Frank Thomas all the time. And, you know, hey, you know, the ladies will like it, too. Yeah. Wink, wink. From Wendy's? Oh, that's Uh, Dave Thomas. That's That's Dave Thomas. Have you seen, you know, he played for the White Sox, but uh, Frank Thomas. Big Herd. Big Herd, right? Yeah. Yeah. And Doug Flutie. Yeah. It's like some sort of testosterone supplement that you take. If they were paying me, I would say I couldn't get it up either. I don't care. I mean, someday. Someday I'll need it. But, no, I think that's part of my problem is. Uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, not to say there aren't life things that happen in family and health and other things to worry about, but like I go home and I, it's you have too much time to think. I well, yeah, or at least I have the uh, there's no one to there's there's no one distracting me from my right. thoughts, you know. So so then I right. invent, invent these challenges and things to you know occupy myself because there's only so much time. I used to spend all my day on this thing, mm-hmm. and I had to stop doing that too because one, it was a it was too much. Right. It was it was too much radio. It was it was too many ideas. Mm-hmm. It was just it was too much. You need and a I, break. I had to like actually start doing. I mean, literally, I I don't think it was until like two or three years ago that I would actually go do stuff and take days off and like yeah, you know, stuff. Me and, and what's funny is that that's the stuff that leads to the content that we talk about that's right, relatable. Right? You have to live your life. You know, not me on the internet all day looking for fucking... BuzzFeed articles. Yeah, lists of shit to <laughs> right. talk about. No, live See, your life. I was looking up a topic. What are you right. guys... Well, no. Right. And we, and joke, BuzzFeed quiz. Yeah. We've joked about it a thousand times. I mean, sometimes <laughs> we, we do that stuff sometimes because <laughs> right. it's funny or because it leads to something else. But like, you know, I, I would sit around and think about a bit for a week and then I'd go on the air with it and nobody gave a shit. Right. And then I'd come in here and be like, man, I, you know... I had a bad date or... Yeah, I, I, you know, whatever. I don't know. Just something completely benign. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then it just, you know, mm-hmm. it blows up into something that was 10 times bigger than right. I would, than, than the thing I yeah. I thought was so clever. Um, and I guess in that way, this job is pretty simple. But uh, luckily, not any, anybody can do it. That's <laughs> so, right. That's so. the craziest part. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm really fortunate for that. Because mm-hmm. uh, everyone thinks they could do it. Everyone's just that like, is true. I could do your job. Okay. Yeah. Just come in here. Yeah. Then- no, not anybody could do it. But uh, I also, I will say that this business is, uh, there are a, a tremendous amount of talented people, mm-hmm. um, any one of whom could be sitting here, but fortunately they're not because, <laughs> it, yeah, you know, because we were given opportunities and we were given, and the timing was right. I mean, and, and, and you know, I mean, we, we were able to, we have loyal fans and, and the rest of it. I mean, it's, you know. They, they, I think I was, I was not the first choice for this job. And my first morning job, I was the fourth choice. Three guys turned the job down before I took it. And so, okay. you know, and I think about that sometimes. I think if any of those guys had taken the job, maybe they're sitting here instead. Um, or yeah. any of the guys ahead of me. Uh, or if any other executives had been involved in placing, you know, in casting this right. job, it wouldn't have been me. It's um, luck and hard work. There's a combo of things yeah. that need to happen. But, yeah, for you know. sure. For sure. All right. Well, once again, we had another plan, and then here we talk about. This was a good chat. I like this chat. And we good. got here from talking about shit in a box. Yeah. <laughs> so wow. let's not forget Ew. about that. See, that's a talent. That's yeah. a skill. Hey, that's sometimes that's how we feel here at work. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes I feel like I just received. This is the box, and we are shit. Sometimes I feel like someone just sent me a box of shit. <laughs> or blood. I don't. <laughs> you know. Either way. Uh, all right. There you go. That's another tangent. Have a good day, everybody. Bye. Bye. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. 
What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. So should we go electric? I think we should go electrified with Toyota. Electrified? Electrified means options. Yes, we could go all electric with a Toyota BZ4X, but then there are hybrids like Grand Highlander. Or we could do something in between, like a RAV4 plug-in hybrid. So Toyota is electrified diversified? Yep, and with more options for reducing carbon emissions, the closer we all get to Toyota's Beyond Zero vision for the future. Exactly. How much coffee have you had this morning? Learn more about our Beyond Zero vision for the future at toyota.com slash beyondzero.